Hello, everybody. Welcome to Clappercast, episode 139. I'm your host, Carson Tamar, on a special Oscar nomination episode, joined by the lovely Paul Price. Paul, how are you doing today? Um, better than I was expecting. <laughs> um, I My body woke me up. So I went and saw Missing, um, and I got home at 1. And I was like, okay, I'm not staying up for the Oscar noms. And then my body just like woke me up with a jolt at 517. And I was like, okay, if I try to go to sleep, I'm just going to be like the Oscars are on right now. So I I did it. Um, And then I didn't go back to sleep. So like probably right after this, we will be taking a nap. (laughs) I did go back to sleep after the Oscar nominations. I was like really prepared to miss them this year. But I was like, no, I'm going to wake up. And I did. And I felt nothing. And then I watched two short films and passed out for three hours. So (laughs) what a day. Um, Yeah. So today was Oscar nominations. Obviously, this is not 530 a.m. PST. Everyone on EST complaining. I do not care. I wake up at 5 fucking 30 for this. Um, And today (laughs) we're going to talk about our thoughts on the Oscar nominations. Paul, you can open up. Are you how are you feeling? You mentioned that you're doing better than you expected. Do you like these nominations? What are you just your overarching thoughts on this year's Oscar nominations? So um, I was talking to a couple of my friends about it, and I was like, if you take out acting this year, um, there's a bunch because like, you know, some movies have a ton of actors, some don't. Um, They're all kind of like chilling in the same like amount of uh, nominations, which is kind of cool. Um, You know, I think it's like anywhere from seven to like uh, four, that kind of range. And it's like that's that's unique. Um, this is really different. Um, and things that I wanted to fail failed <clears throat> the whale. And then, um, you know, like the things that got in, I was not even like, you know, I'm not the biggest fan of everything everywhere all at once, but like, I kind of wanted it to get a nom for costume design and it did. I thought that was cool. Um, shocked. It didn't get makeup and hairstyle, especially when you look at the rest of that list. But, um, yeah, overall it was like, Oh, cool. Um, and then, you know, my girl Lydia overperformed, which was great um, in the categories that actually matter. <laughs> yeah, um, I agree. I'm, I'm happy that there is no like villain, let's say this year. There's no power of the dog or Coda, Peace and Love. Like, go back and listen to our guys if you really want to hear my takes on that. But like, I'm happy that there's no film this year. I just truly detest. I'm annoyed by the conversation around some films, but like I am very happy everything everywhere all at once is getting nominations. I think it's a film worthy of nominations. I'm happy to see like this year more than ever. I really feel like it feels like people picked what they actually are passionate about, whether or not you like that, you know, we can get to some of the acting nominations, especially, but I'm so sick of every year, the Oscars feeling like it's this type of movie that gets in and it's this type of premiere and you can like, just, it's completely a political game. And I think seeing things like the whale miss picture or seeing some of the nominations here or there, just the success of some of these films, it really feels like we took like, just what are we passionate about? And there's nothing, here i outright hate so i'm also doing pretty well i would say um yeah i mean i don't know i feel good i wish bros got nominated but that's okay it wasn't going to happen so who cares hugh jackman didn't surprise for the sun that's okay um babylon did not get Uh, in a picture which is sad but other than that i'm doing good listen uh i was thrilled about that um this is also like the first year um in a while 
that I haven't already watched all the nominations, mm. uh, like all the best picture nominations prior to the nominees uh, being listed. Um, started with that role of me just not watching Avatar. Yeah. And then um, my dad keeping the screening copy of uh, Woman Talking for like way too long. I just now got it. Okay. I was like, I'm not watching it this weekend. Um, I also didn't think it was going to get in. A couple weeks ago, I would have watched it and we'd be fine. Um, but yeah, when it overall, comes to... pretty good. So you have to see three best pictures still? Yeah, and we'll talk okay. about them when we get to... Yeah, we're going to go through each individual above-line category. I'll quickly state I need to see four of the feature films to see everything, and then all the shorts. I did not even touch the shorts this year because I could not be bothered. Sorry, everyone. Uh, but I watched two and they were good. So I guess that's positive. Um, let's go ahead and let's go through. We're just going to talk about above the line for right now. We don't need to get into like best costume design. Let's get into it maybe later. But let's go through the individual categories for above the line. And Paul, do you want to start off with best original screenplay? What got sure. nominated? And then we're going to go through our favorites, our least favorites, what we wish got in, who we think is going to win and such. Yeah, so this was actually a fun category because I don't really dislike anything. Usually original screenplay, I have like at least one that I'm like, this is nonsense. Um, I say that and then I notice the Fablemans is in there. Um, <laughs> best original screenplay is uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Banshees of Ina Sheeran, Triangle of Sadness, The Fablemans, and Tar. Um, yeah, I was so proud of myself. And then I realized I was just skipping over the fable, <laughs> which is trash. Um, sorry to those who like it. Um, uh, I think the screenplay is actually one of the weakest parts. Um, uh, especially weird for me because like right over there, I have a copy of angels in America. I love some of Tony Kushner's work. Um, I feel like his work with Spielberg is weak. I think it's a problem. Um, I don't think he gets his witticisms uh in spielberg's work well i think but, the fablemans um, i blame a lot of the fablemans screenplay wise oh, fablemans review everyone we didn't do one um or maybe we did i don't remember um i blame on spielberg like clearly spielberg just like doesn't have the takes about his parents like anyone could work with to find something of real value in my yeah. opinion no i i totally agree um but as far as like the the ones that i'm uh excited about uh obviously tar um, there was like, you know, conversations of was it going to miss? Um, it didn't. Um, I think it's a fantastic script. Banshees of Ina Sharon, I think is fantastic. Everything Everywhere All at Once, though, is not like my favorite film, um, is unique. Um, now, if it wins, I will be a little like, OK, any movie that just uses Raccoon Cooney 12 times uh, maybe doesn't deserve a medal. But uh I'd encourage you know, everyone to go listen to our review of everything ever all at once. Oh, no, you weren't even on it. So actually, there's no receipts for you. <laughs> if you should have seen the t the text conversations and the voice memos when Paul went and saw that film, you'll see there's a lot of development on saying this is a good film. But continue. Oh, no, I don't. I still don't think it's a good film. I just think it's an interesting <laughs> film. Okay. It's cool. Sure. Like, you know, uh, uh, friend of the podcast, the film drunk posted like last year and this year's. And uh, best picture nominees, yeah. and the improvement is just like, oh, oh my god, yes. yeah. <laughs> like last year was 
rough. Like I literally, there was one movie I liked last year. I feel like it's been <laughs> rough though for years. Like this is the first yeah. one since like a while. I've been like, okay, I'm here. Like maybe 2017, if memory is serving. Yeah. Um. So you like also tar and everything ever all at once. Uh, and oh, and Banshees. Um, if I'm gonna guess what's gonna win, I'm going to say Banshees, and I also think that's probably the strongest of the scripts. That is a very hard tightrope to pull, even though I do love Tar. Yeah, I don't know. That's a really tough conversation for me for best of the screenplays in this category between Tar and Banshees. I think they're both excellent. I need to rewatch Tar. I think it just came out on Peacock, or it's coming out on Peacock, so I'll watch it there. But um. You know, those are definitely two of my favorites here. I agree, The Fablemans is weak. I think the screenplay for Everything Everywhere All at Once is its weakest part. My biggest issue of that film is in the beginning where you just like sit in that office building for like an hour, it feels like, and you never leave as Jamie Lee Curtis is there. And I'm like, get out, let me out. And sadly, that they re- <laughs> really rewarded that part of the film. Um, but yeah, I, I'm also like very okay with this category. I don't think there's anything here outright terrible. Triangle of Sadness, I'm a little more cold on than I think most people, but still, um, I agree. I, I, my favorite, my favorite is Tar. Uh, no, my favorite's mm, Banshees, and I think Banshees will win. I agree. Yeah, um, my uh, my thing with Triangle of Sadness is like, even though I think that the last uh, portion of the film on the island is like painfully weak um i don't think anything's been funnier than um h&m balenciaga like it's so good um and there's so many moments that are just so good like when i think back to movies this year most of like the ones that i can just immediately pull up are from triangle of sadness even though i find the end of it to be like uh, a repetitive in a way that I just find really basic, but um, yeah, really fantastic um, choices. Well, let's jump over to its sister category, best adapted screenplay. Your nominees are All Quiet on the Western Front, Glass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery. I assume it got in there because of the boost we gave it on our podcast review. Uh, Living, <laughs> Top Gun Maverick, and Women Talking. Women Talking got in there. I know there was some conversation on if it would or not. I think this is a strong screenplay outside of Glass, or a strong category outside of Glass Onion, really. I like all the other screenplays. I think they're all strong. I have plenty of issues with Glass Onion. Please go check out our previous review on it to get all that. My strongest here would probably actually be Living. I saw Living last year at Sundance. I haven't seen it since, but I really appreciate that film. Um, But I think this is, again, a pretty solid category. Um, This is one where, like, my missing uh, what I haven't seen is really showing. Um, Like, I haven't seen Living, I haven't seen Women Talking, and I haven't seen All Quiet on the Western Front. But from the two, like, honestly... I do think that um, Top Gun, you know, I saw people like oh, Top Gun. It's like, but you've also got to remember that this film went from like, no one liked Top Gun, the original Top Gun. You were like, it was something that we like remember from a different era. Like that's our dad's movie. And to take that and make it a huge successful film, um, I think is really impressive. I'm also like, there's a part of me for the same reason um, I do feel like it's a little disappointing that Avatar is not in here because I also think that that was really impressive to take something that literally was a laughing stock of like, wow, no cultural, Im- you know, uh, cultural impact at all. And like 
to bring in audiences once again is impressive. Um, but, you know, having not seen the other ones that I would cut from other than Glass Onion. Um, but I, I also understand that there are some scenes in Glass Onion that I think are funny. Um, and the screenplay, you know, the screenplay category um, I know is supposed to be like best story, but I do feel like sometimes they pick for best lines. And there are some good lines in there. But um, yeah, I think that's a a weaker choice, but I'm glad it didn't show up other places so he can have this. I also will say I think this category, like I do think there are better choices. Even Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, I'd give a shout out just because of how messy that film had every right to be and how unmessy and clean it ended up being. But I would say like, I don't know, Adapted was weak this year. I'm going to be honest. Like, I was going through and just seeing what the options were. And, like, there's not a lot of great choices here. So I'm not, like, mad that this is weaker than original screenplay. Because there wasn't that much to realistically work with. I agree. I probably would put Avatar in there. Um, You know, I would definitely change this category around a bit. But it's not like you're going to be incredible. Yeah, and I know we're going to talk about surprises and snubs after this. But um, you have to mention the fact that uh, the whale missed, which uh, was a lot of people's like de facto winner. Um, when you looked at predictions, uh, <laughs> listen, I think that the whale script is by far its weakest spot, bar none. Um, it's a film I didn't connect with at all, and I think it's cold and mean. So I appreciate that the writers, you know what? Sure, go for it. Um, but there's no like out of all of these. Um, even including the ones that I haven't gotten to yet, there are no like don't look ups in here that we're just like, okay, like there's no aggressively bad script. They're just ones that don't connect with me personally. So yeah, I think we did good. I have like, I think this category is very open. Maybe it defaults to women talking, but I really like don't know. Um, I could see women talking when, um, yeah, maybe all quiet. Um, that is a really impressive thing to do. Um, again, taking an old, but, um, I could even see Top Gun Maverick pulling it off, uh, depending on if that's where they want to put, like, we're not doing it for best picture. We can put it here. Um, it, it really depends on how the Oscars go. Um, you know, sometimes they'll go with, we're trying to spread the love. Sometimes they go all in. Um, so Who's to say? But I also the, none of these are really like the top contenders for best picture. So that does throw things a little bit, too. It's interesting. For sure. I mean, I personally hope they give Top Gun um, best original song. I think that'd be a great place to nominate and to really reward the film. But, you know, maybe a yeah, for another day. <laughs> uh, let's go to best supporting actor. You have Brendan Gleeson for Banshees of Inishirin, Brian Tyree Henry for Causeway, Judd Hirsch for The Fablemans. No one talked about like I literally screamed. This was my biggest reaction of the day. I don't know. No one reacted to this, but I was like, that's fucking insane. Um, but you also have Barry Kerrigan for Banshees of Inishirian and Kehe Kwan for Everything Everywhere All at Once. Um, I will say I think this category is probably one I'm generally cold on. I think Barry Kerrigan is fantastic. He's my personal choice to win. Um, Brennan Gleeson is very good. Brian Tyree Henry is very good. Um, but I wouldn't say like a lot of these scream like a oh, best of the year if you're really looking at what's out there. Yeah, um, you know, it is interesting looking at this list. Um, I do love Brendan Gleeson. And there is a part of me that feels like this is 
especially for him and Colin, is like a it's kind of for in Bruges. <laughs> like a little bit of it is like, you know, oh yeah, it's the same movie. Remember this movie? Um, which is fine. Uh Brendan's fantastic in this, uh, in that. Barry's fantastic. I haven't watched Causeway. I was one of those people who's like, that's not gonna happen. They're not gonna gonna do one one off like that. Um, Judd Hirsch, actually, if I was going to pick a Fableman boy, I'm glad it was him. I think Paul Dano was just very cold to me. I know that the... Should have been Seth Rogen, though. Darling. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it is interesting that Seth wasn't ever talked about. Um, but yeah, I mean, this one's already set in stone. Um, I think there's could have been a chance if Barry missed. Um, that it could have been a, you know... Um, a real battle, but this is, this is done for, you know, it's going to everything everywhere all at once. Um, which good for him personal, you know? Yeah. My personal would be Barry though. Um, I think as well, I think, uh, there goes that dream is like one of the great moments this year. Um, that whole might be my favorite scene of the year. Like truly. I love that scene so much. And it's really disappointing because I think the two of them should get their flowers this year. And I don't think they will. Um, But also they've skyrocketed to probably going to be doing a lot. So, you know, I think Carrie Condon's just going to become something. I think. I don't think uh, I've ever worried in my life that Barry Corrigan wouldn't have work. This man somehow gets into every (laughs) fucking film out there. So actually I'm good. I think he'll be in every project I ever see ever. (laughs) (laughs) Um, let's jump over maybe to supporting actress then. Do you want to go ahead and read off the nominees? Cool. Yeah. So it's, um, Angela Bassett for Black Panther Wakanda Forever, Carrie Condon for The Banshee's Vina Sharon, Jamie Lee Curtis for Everything Everywhere All at Once, Stephanie Hsu for Everything Everywhere All at Once, and Hong Chow for The Whale. Um, listen, I have no problems with Jamie Lee Curtis getting in for this. Only because, like, she's never been nominated. And you go through and you're like, she's done so many things. You know, um, I think this is the same to an extent. Um, It's not as strong a performance, but um, that we're doing with Angela Bassett right now, which is like, sure, the film's fine. Sure, like, um, but this is a career, you know, nomination. It'll be a win for Bassett. But um, yeah, I think all of this is this is good. Uh, I do. I am one of those people that goes, I kind of wish uh, Hong Chao got in for the menu, a movie I do not like. But um, I felt her character in The Whale was very obnoxious. <laughs> so this is like, that's my like, ugh, I guess, um, choice. Um, great to see Shu in there only because people can't talk about how she missed anymore. Um, I think she's great in it. But like, if she had not gotten in it jamie lee would have been you know the villain of the the month um so i think that this worked out well um but yeah this is bassett's to win um but i would go with carrie Uh, yeah i mean completely agree there as far as who i want to win who i think is gonna win thank god stephanie made it in she is easily in my opinion the best part of that film so like if we're gonna be rewarding it if we're doing the uh, like most nominations you might as well include the best part of the film I don't care if Jamie Lee Curtis never gets nominated for an Oscar because of this. She should not have been nominated here. She is terrible, and I'm annoyed by her, like, as a person now. So that's fine. I really have turned... <laughs> she's become, like, one of those... I loved her 
like 2018. I was like, great. And then I've now I've lost interest. Um, Hong Chao is like fine, bad, bad in the film, like not great. I wish he was there for the menu. Um, yeah, I don't know. This is one of those where like I really like Stephanie. I really like Carrie Condon, but the rest I could just like, I don't know. I'm fine with Angela Bassett getting the like nomination and win for her performance, but like this is probably the one I feel the furthest from as far as like what I actually think is the best of the year. I'm very cold on this category. Um, I don't know. Well, now we can jump over to lead actress while we're talking about the actresses, because this is a fun one. We have Kate Blanchett for Tar, Ana de Armas for Blonde, Andrea Risebro for To Leslie. Andrea Risebro. Andrew Risebro, whatever. Uh, Michelle. Andrea, you know, shout out Queen for Too Lisely, like the funniest nomination. I think that's the moment Twitter exploded and it's, we'll get to it actually. Let's just save it. Michelle Williams for The Fablemans and Michelle Yeoh for Everything Everywhere All at Once. Look, I have not seen Too Leslie. I do not assume the performance is that good, but I love that she got nominated. That's my truth. Just because it's something different and wild and like, you know what? People should be able to vote if all the celebrities really, like, want to just give it to this random woman. Sure, that's the Academy. Let's do it. Um, I also just think this is a very strong category. I think everyone here, but Michelle Williams is good. Ana de Armas, hate the film she's in. think, obviously, the screenplay behind her is terrible. But, like, she is undeniably, I think, good in that film. So I really think everyone here is good, except for Michelle Williams. And that's pretty fucking good to have four out of five. Or well, not, uh, assuming Andrea is good. Yeah, um, I am completely with you. Um, you know, Michelle Yeo, um, I'm not a huge fan of that performance uh, just because it felt a little like it, not a lot of things can go on with that performance. It's a lot of reactionary work, which I find really boring. But, um, you know, she didn't get it for Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. So, like, this is another one. You know, uh, it's the same with um, what I said about Jamie Lee Curtis. It's like, yeah, sure. Maybe it's not my favorite performance, but like there have been worse films um, that we've nominated people for is like a, you know, Mia Culpa. So like, this is fine. Uh, De Armas, uh, retroactively, this is my truth. Um, I feel like this shows that uh, Kristen Stewart is not as good as people said last year. Um, only because it's like, yeah, if it's the weird movie with them playing someone famous, they're gonna get nominated. Like, it's just like, um, it was, I was like almost rooting for Ana de Armas to, to get in for that very reason. Um, Michelle Williams is my only disappointment. I found her the worst part of that film. Almost sunk the performance, like the whole film. There's one scene where she's going to go look at a storm or a tornado or something. And she's like doing some sort of weird reaction and i was like this is the moment i would turn this film off like if i was watching a screener and i was like an academy member so it's very disappointing that she got in um i do feel like that's just because people love michelle williams um but yeah no it's it's fine um yeah but the 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 elephant in the room uh riseboro like it is impressive um i have yet to watch it i just rented it um it's very funny though i'll probably watch it before some of the best picture nominees um but you know i love her in um possessor from last year um she's 
the only good part of the grudge movie that came out like last two years ago. Um, like there's so many things that she's just like done. Um, she was in Matilda fantastic and Matilda. Um, like there's so many roles that she's like does well that like, I do understand the, um, groundswell for her. Um, I do think Rebecca Hall is now like probably livid because uh, it's her turn now. Um, but yeah, it's, it's all fine. Um, I want and think Kate wins, but agreed. I'm also, I would not be surprised if, uh, Riseboro takes it. I, I would Ooh. be more surprised. If, yeah. That's my, because if it's already fucking weird, like, you know how those there's some of those that's like if it gets the nomination, it's like everything's up yeah. for grabs. That's what it feels like. Um, so who knows? Um, I hope it's Blanchett, but I also she campaigned at the Critics' Choice Awards for Riseboro. So like, <laughs> yeah. who knows? I agree about the Blanchett. I want her to win. Obviously, I think she's going to win. I do think I'll say, I'll just like quickly mention, I know we'll get into snubs later. Danielle Deadweiler really deserved a place here, I think, for Till. Um, and she might be my personal choice if she was on here. But yeah, no, it's Blanchett now. I also would not be shocked to see Michelle Yeoh pull it out if like everything everywhere all at once really is going to do it. I could see her just get swept along the way. Um, but yeah, I mean, I pretty much agree. I think I'm very happy that Blanchett's going to win. We are on a very good streak, it feels like, with Best Actress winners as far as like this, Tammy Faye. Like, you know, we are eating well, and I hope that yeah. continues well into the future um, when we give Lady Gaga the award. We just got to keep going until we get there. Uh, next up. What did you say? I said maybe she'll have a movie that's worth a damn. You know what? We don't need to talk about House of Gucci. Did I get flashbacks today? I'm like, oh, I remember when Jared Leto missed. I remember, yeah, when Gaga missed, when I missed picture. That's okay. Um, best actor, Paul, do you want to read out who got best actor nominated? Sure. So it's um, Brendan Fraser for The Whale, Austin Butler for Elvis, Colin Farrell for The Banshees of Ina Sheeran, Bill Nighy for living and paul mescal for after sun um fine sure like there you know what the coolest thing is that it's all first timers um in my personal predictions i had these four and then i swapped out paul with tom hanks um thrilled that it's not tom hanks but for a man gut, called auto I, yeah Valid. um you know, I just felt like it was one of those where older Academy members, you don't see much of the old Academy in this actually this year. Um, there's a lot of, and maybe it's just that um, there weren't many like traditional options this year. So they had to go weird. Um, but yeah, all these choices are like, sure. Um, I, uh, my personal like least favorite is going to be Frasier. I think that that's just a, a, what people said about um, incorrectly about Jessica Chastain in the eyes of Tammy Faye last year is what I felt in this, where it was just makeup doing a lot of acting. Like um, I I've rewatched some of his like big moments to be like, maybe it was just, you know, I'd had like a drink or two with friends before I watched him like, okay, let me see if I was like, you know, just not feeling it. It's like, no, this is like melodrama. He's playing for the, <laughs> you know, the cheap seats. And it's like, this is a small drama. Like, 
no man is ever going to be like, I have one thing in my life. <laughs> it's like, you would never talk like that. It's just not happening. Um, it's just, it's a, it's a kooky performance. I also don't think it wins. Um, I think it's between Farrell and Butler. Um, I want Farrell. <sighs> really depends on how much love uh, Banshee's overall gets. Um, I'm probably going to say it also goes to Farrell, but Butler would give a great speech um, because of Lisa Marie Presley. So like there is a part of me that's like, you know, it, I enjoy a good speech regardless. So um, the only speech I don't think would be good was Frazier's. <laughs> I think Frazier has done that shtick again and again and again, and I don't need to hear it again. Like, I don't need it in my life. Yeah, I mean, I pretty much agree. I am going to say I want and think Austin Butler takes it for Elvis. I think that's just like, it is happening. He has this new Elvis accent that he can never get rid of now, apparently. It's permanent, so like, can't wait to hear Elvis go up and give a speech. Um, but I would but love the Colin. The part is he's going to walk up and it's just going to be gone. Yeah. <laughs> like, I've done it. This I have is won. the cure. <laughs> um, I'm happy for Don't the after sun fans. Paul Mescal. I was very underwhelmed by that film, but I think he is good in it. I'm excited to see him there. Um, Bill from Living, I love. Yeah, I mean, again, the real, I agree with you. The weak point here is Brendan Fraser for The Whale, who I don't think is great. I don't think he's in a good film. Um, but the film also underperformed. So I shouldn't like, you know, I like The Mummy. So good for him. <laughs> you know, I, I can accept this. I this is not I'm not mad at him for getting this, but this like I would have like Jamie Lee Curtis's because you yeah. know he's been putting in such good performances like The Mummy, which like okay. To be fair though, um he is absolutely fantastic in Gods and Monsters. Um sure. which Carson, have you watched no. that? Oh, that is very much a movie for you. It's about the director of um James Whale, actually, yeah. the director of The Bride of Frankenstein, falling in love with his pool boy. And I'm sure I would enjoy it. It was the last time before today a queer I actor know. got nominated for playing a queer character. Uh, character, yeah. Um, and like, um, he's really fantastic in it. It's also just a really fun film. Um, you know, we're we're not doing recommendations right now, but if you haven't watched it. It's a good film. Also, will make you like, oh, you know, Brendan Fraser. It'll be like connected. Maybe it'll make me like the whale retroactively more. Um, let's jump to best director. Paul, go ahead and read them out. <laughs> I like how we were trading off, and now I've just read three in a row. Um, let me find No, I it. read actress. No, I read actor. No, actress. <laughs> oh. I'm gaslighting oh, you. Okay. I, no, I've read all of them, Paul. You've not read any. <laughs> um best director um big surprise one for me um martin mcdonough for the banshee divine of sharon uh todd field for tar ruben ostland for triangle of sadness daniel kwan and daniel Scheinert for everything everywhere all at once the daniels and um steven spielberg for the fablemans only one i think is like two that i think are weak i don't think that the directing in everything all everywhere all at once is all that um i just don't i think it's fine you know i could see like aspects like you know screenplay i think has some great moments um i do just feel like the directing here is just like 
you know, fine. <laughs> like, it's fine. I actually think it's like really slow at points. So that's, you know, a fault of editing and direction, um, which I believe it also got an editing nom. So like, you know, uh, but overall, yeah, no, this is a good uh, lineup, unique. Um, I know people were talking about like that it's an all male category, but I don't think I think Sarah Pauly and um, women talking squeaked in to best picture. So I think like expecting her to have made it into the top five is just uh, it wasn't going to happen. Um, that being said, um, you know, Ostland is fine. Like, there's a lot of these that I'm like, yeah, okay. Like, I get it. Um, there's no big shocks this year, though. Um, you know, it's usually been and the foreign one, but like all of these are um, English language. They all are nominated for best picture. It's a very, you know, normal category. Um, so, yeah, I'm curious what you thought. Yeah, I mean, not to sound like a broken record, right? Over and over and over again, but like, I do think that this is a good category. I think everything here is well-directed. Even, like, the weaker efforts. I don't love the screenplay for, like, Triangle or Fablemans or everything everywhere. But, like, I think the directing there is all really solid. Um, I obviously do wish Giselle got in because I think that film is, like, fucking stunning when it comes to directing. But, like, I do think this is strong. I think this is Spielberg's big, hey, we're giving Spielberg an award. You know, we do it every once in a while. Come on, guys, let's celebrate Spielberg. Um, but I do wish that probably Todd Field or McDonough again, like Tar and Banshees are very similar to me in a lot of ways, as far as how I view them of just being like really well-crafted, really beautiful, poetic pieces of cinema to where like, I'm fine with either of them winning anything over the other. Um, but I would say, I, I assume this is where Spielberg gets rewarded for Fablemans. Um, I could see that. I do think that it didn't get a lot of love outside of this um is a bellwether to this being a shocker um i overall i think that a lot of these categories have different um like you see like a real spread of you know uh people's love and i think we could have some shockers um from this it could end up being spielberg um i think he's number one daniels are probably number two um but because of those split kind of votings, I think you could see an, you know, a McDonough, a field or even an Ostland and be like, Oh my gosh. But, um, it's probably going to be Steve going up on that stage, which is boring because it's not a, it's giving someone, uh, writing their own fan fiction and then giving them a best director for talking about how great they are and how much they want to hook up with their mom um is weird <laughs> my favorite is, like news article this year though is no girlfriend says spielberg's former classmates <laughs> so i do hope they're there to like present it to him and be like well it was all a lie okay that's uh, actually you know what he does not deserve the oscar because of that scene i think that scene is so bad i know people are like it's so funny and it's like yeah this is not that film like you can't just suddenly throw in camp into a regular movie and be like that's fine like well, even like you know, Tar, has... <laughs> Tar has some funny moments, but it's never like, you know, all of a sudden goes into like surrealist camp. Um, so that's, you know, um, yeah, I'm going to say this is where I want Tar to sneak out. Uh, if I'm giving Banshees the 
screenplay, I would want Tar, um, but I think it's going to be Steve. Well, let's go to the big one. Best picture. We have All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar, The Way of Water, The Banshees of Inishirin, Elvis, Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Fablemans, Tar, Top Gun Maverick, Triangle of Sadness, and Women Talking. Um, I don't think this is shocking in the slightest. There's really nothing here. I mean, yes, I got some uh, wrong. That's kind of the running theme, though, with like this award season, if you wanted to predict it. You knew like four or three of them that were getting in. And then the other two had like, or the other couple had like, you know, there's like four people who it could be. And never did it like surprise us and come outside of who we kind of expected. So like, I didn't predict women talking, but I'm not shocked to see it there, even though I do think it skated in very close to not getting in. Um, I'm not shocked to see Triangle of Sadness, Top Gun Maverick. Um, I kind of wish Elvis would win just because I think that film is like, my favorite of the bunch but i do think it will probably be at the current moment and i've said this since globes i'm feeling banshees but like definitely tar everything everywhere all at once elvis even the fablemans even i would say like top gun maverick i would say are are all possible yeah um i will say that um this is where i really feel like um in my favor, because I'm not the biggest Everything Everywhere fan, uh, I do think that that uh, ranked voting is going to hurt it. Um, first of all, ranked voting makes the um, de facto winner. If you don't like it, you put it at zero. Um, you know, you want it to like miss. You don't even put it on sometimes. Um, is a very common practice because people are petty. Um, and I think that now that everything has a target on its back, um i think that like that will hurt it and i do think i agree with you i do think actually um although i would be more preferential to tar i definitely could see banshees winning like i won't be surprised if um everything everywhere wins i um won't be surprised if banshees i wouldn't be surprised top gun um fablemans at this point would surprise me i'd be like huh okay like they get like editing was huge yeah um oh fun fact i only got two categories 100 percent on my predictions um those were sound and editing and editing is the one where everyone's like oh i like completely fucked it and i'm like i couldn't get anything else but i got those i was just really feeling that uh you know tar would do a lot better than um most people thought Yes, um, I'm trying to figure out what I did for editing. I got... Where the fuck are you? Okay. Oh, I did pretty good. I got three out of the five for editing. The only categories I 100%ed were sound. And I think that might be it. Yeah, the only one I 100%ed was sound. So kind of disappointing on my end. Um, Yeah, I'd be fine with Tar here. One thing I like about this award season quite a bit is that it doesn't feel like every year it feels like we know what is winning screenplay, what is winning director. So then the conversation around picture gets pretty boring where you can kind of see like, okay, what films actually have a pathway to best picture? What films do not? This year, it doesn't feel like it's locked in for screenplay. It doesn't feel like it's locked in for director. So like Tar could easily surprise and win screenplay or director and then have a path to best picture. I like that it's open this year. I think it's going to make a lot a lot more exciting to watch. Um, Because truly, like, 
any of these films could pick up director any of these films could pick up an acting or a screenplay win and then like okay great has a path there um so i think that's going to make it very exciting to watch um when we get to actually watching these awards yeah um and i also think that in general like um there is no coda this year there is no nomadland um we don't have any of those movies that are like this is a message so like that's kind of nice. Like <laughs> we don't have those movies that are just like end up, you know, uh, being the de facto winner because like, well, you know, we should vote for that, um, which is fun because like everyone knew that both Nomadland and um, Coda were going to win coming into the night. There was like some like, well, what if it's Power of the Dog? It never was. I mean, I didn't, I did not predict Coda, but that's okay. Um, I, I think I did and i was very sad about it um nomadland's the only uh, best picture i predicted right since like 2015 that is so fucking sad so i will be predicting uh, everything everywhere all at once to win best picture (laughs) just so i can get it wrong and force in person um no uh and then it's just gonna be like a fucking (laughs) watch it be avatar (laughs) i would be so okay with it being avatar oh they're gonna read it and be like tar avatar <laughs> i mean am i waiting for them to open the envelope and say guys there's been a write-in bros best picture I, it's what i'm expecting at this point oh no right? if there's a write-in it's gonna be to leslie <laughs> <laughs> could you i would love it i'd be so do they allow um, write-ins for the oscars no they do not <sighs> that's boo um i think they allow write-ins for the nomination period like sometimes sure. there aren't ones but um yeah, so, you know, overall, I think it's pretty interesting. Um, but, you know, we were going to talk about, like, surprises and snubs. Um, that's where I was, like, and, you know, when you go look at the list, it's, like, Tom uh, Tom Cruise or, like, you know, uh, Deadweiler or Viola Davis. And I'm, like, sure, 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 sure. But, like, the surprises for me were great. And the snubs. I was loving some of these snubs this year. <laughs> like, um as a uh, verified um, Pinocchio, not hater, but yes, like I enjoyed it, you know, um, but it's, it's done nothing for me since. And so now that it's become the de facto winner, I'm just a little annoyed with it. It like flopping was fantastic. Loved that. Everyone was like, it'll probably get in for picture screenplay music, you know, score uh, best song, um you didn't want to see a three minute live performance of chow papa (laughs) come on no but um speaking of the animated categories marcel the shell did actually end up making it in um fantastic for me thrilled um you know what didn't get in your stupid like uh space odyssey one and a half or whatever it's called um, I didn't even. I like Marcel better. It's just not an animated feature, but like valid. I mean, time. I rewatched it with Dad, and it definitely is. I mean, I it's definitely that. not. If we're like, gonna say that is, then every single Marvel movie also is right because no, like we can animate 75%. characters. It has. To be it's 75%. a fucking tiny shell. The rest of it's live action. Yeah, but like, any they any movie with it. the Incredible Hulk, because that's like fine, an all CGI like character thing. No, but it has to be seventy five percent. I mean, I think that. I do think that this breaks open this category a little bit in very cool ways. Like, I think you could really have a Tom and Jerry like nomination because they're like, it's now, you know, 
Um, but also, Marcel didn't get nominated anywhere else. So, like, no, sure, it's a great it film. Him. That's the thing. Like, my no, losses no, this year like, are good. I'm just like, fundamentally, yeah. I do not agree it's an animated film, but like, valid. If you're going to um, count it, it is a great film. But, uh, you know, for me, the the big twist of the day was uh, the Sea Beast getting in. Something that I didn't even predict because I was like, no. <laughs> it couldn't. Um, I remember I was clicking between Lightyear, um, My Father's Dragon, and Sea Beast. And I was like, oh, I want to click Sea Beast. And I was like, there's no way. No one's talking about Sea Beast. Um, to be fair, there are giant posters of it everywhere because people are trying to get you to watch it um, to get those nominations. Um, AKA, you've Leslie. hung giant photo, giant posters <laughs> around LA. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's funny. There are three movies I love on the animated category. Um, not that we were doing this round, but I'll just read them out. Uh, they're, the movies are Turning Red, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. That also is part of it. That's very corny. Um, Marcel, the shell with shoes on, the sea beast, Puss in Boots, the last wish. Um, great list, you know, uh, great year for animation. I'm sad for the bad guys. Uh, that was like uh, one that I think is pretty cool. Um, but there's nothing terrible. There's no like Minions Rise of Gru in there. There's no like, you know, uh, strange foreign film okay. that no one's ever oh. heard of. <laughs> I thought no. you were saying Strange World. I was like, okay, we don't need to oh, attack no. me today. <laughs> there's no, 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 no boss so baby. World. There's no Ferdinand. There's no, you know, let's keep it. Yeah, right. um, there's no Strange World. Um, <laughs> no, I think it's, um, you know, a good list. Um, it's all fine. Um, as far as what I think is going to win. Uh Come kind on. of a part of me, kind of a part of me thinks it could be Marcel. I could see it. It's going to be Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Come no, on. I think it, I, I mean, maybe. Because now the fans but are going to feel worse that it underperforms. So they're like, well, we have to give it something. Just no, like... see, I think it's the opposite. I think that it's showing a, like, it's Pinocchio. And it's a, like, competent Pinocchio. Um, and when it's not competent, it's the new stuff. You know, like the hitler youth instead of going to the pleasure island like there are some weird choices um and i think that people this getting nominated i think a lot of people are gonna go watch marcel for the first time and i think it'll like be surprising i also would not be surprised by puss in boots you know it has the best word of mouth in years of any movie i've heard of um just crazy word of mouth the last time i think um i really can't even think of something that's done this like this um, where it started out okay and just started doing better and better and better. Um, the the most famous one, obviously, is um, My Big Fat Greek Wedding. But um, for this to have been like a spinoff of a forgettable Shrek character outside of the one joke that we all remember where he chose his eyes, like, great. And it's a sequel to a film no one's watched. <laughs> um, it's It's really fun. Um, outside of that, I think the, uh, the big surprises were, um, like in terms of snubs were, uh, decision to leave missing in international. So mad about it. I, um, and Bardo to an extent, mm. I 
regardless of if you like it or not, it's still like shocking. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm happy it got cinematography. Best. Like it still did show up. Yeah. Well, my favorite part about that is I love when a movie I don't like gets one to two categories that aren't anything like real because it really says to me, we did watch the movie. Like, you know, you there's no way that like the same with Babylon for me. It's like it's not like you can say like <laughs> oh, it's just because they didn't get to it yet. It's like, no, no, we watched, we saw. <laughs> um uh yeah, you know, some really surprising stuff in there. Um, uh, you know, my buddy the film drunk was thrilled about uh, uh the quiet girl, a movie I still haven't watched. Um, this is all movies that I haven't watched this year. The international film. Um, I was thrilled about EO. I don't know why my like ride or die was EO this year. That's and so I was valid. like, why? Like I haven't watched it. I just love the poster. It's a very cute donkey on a poster. And honestly, I think it could get nominated, but I was going to talk a little bit. I read this yesterday um, before the nominations were revealed about like why everyone thought that this category was going to be strange international. Um, feature there's too many films they know that you're not going to watch them all so they gave everyone eight and then you like ranked them and then those rankings all went in but what they said was you didn't have to um send in you don't have to say you're going to watch all the movies like the eight that you're chosen you can just not turn it in but you have to watch the eight to be able to uh vote so what happens is they're randomized, but they're all in categories together. So say you got decision to leave, but it's with a bunch of films that you don't want to watch. You know, you're probably like, OK, I'm just going to skip this decision to leave. We'll get in. That's probably why we got some crazier ones. And like the uh, only the biggest got through um, decision to leave was Chris Dottried out of the Oscars this year. Yeah, no, pretty much <laughs> like because I. I do think it was the quiet girl that was going to miss. So I haven't seen either. So I can't like, I don't have skin in the game, but you know, that's, it's what happened. Um, I think the rest were all pretty much low. Maybe EO was low on the list too. Um, but like close, everyone's been talking about Argentina. 1985 is like listed as one of the greatest films on Letterboxd right now until we all go and watch it and like, you know, <laughs> drop it down as we do with all movies um all quiet on the western front obviously is gonna win um but you know uh, overall the tech categories had some really interesting things that i think we like um need to notice uh it seems like because it has the most nominations that everything everywhere overperformed but it missed some stuff that like is a little like hey notice this um it missed sound and it missed um music um sorry uh makeup and hairstyle um it did get score and song um which is interesting especially over someone like taylor swift or like the weekend but um i do think that like if you're like you know putting your polls together on like stuff that is something to note um it also missed production design i believe is that correct um yes it did yeah it uh it. it missing no Yes, it did. Yeah, um, it missing production design, I think, is a huge red flag as well. Yes. Um, that it is not as Cin uh, yes. universal. It just got it got into some weird categories that um, I think uh, are making people 
see it as overperforming. The yeah. film I do think not because I like it. Um, that actually did overperform like legitimately is Tar. Um, you know, I think there was a real world where it got best picture, best actress, and that's it. Huh? Um, and maybe and screenplay. So like three that it was like probably set for. Um, you know, it got director it got cinematography which is a wild one it got editing i think she was 97 to 1 um that was like my big you know my big like oh you got a bunch of points on gold derby was that i put that one in and that was like uh, you know my friends made fun of me when i sent it to them and they were like okay yeah (laughs) i get you love tar and i was like no i just see it like you know it's in the same way elvis wins it's a music movie so you're like oh yeah it should um I think that Tar's in a really good position. I think Banshees is in a really good position uh, moving forward. Didn't miss anything. Um, as far as Tar, on the negative side, I do think Nina Haas missing um, was yeah. uh, a thing. But um, Dolly DeLeon didn't get in. Um, you know, I think that it's like pretty obvious that that group was just set. Like we retroactively thought it wasn't but it it was pretty much set from the word go um hong chow Same with tom hanks the... and elvis like i don't i hold that necessarily yeah. against elvis that hard yeah um i just think it's a it's a little to where the acting categories which is the biggest group um that being a little iffy um were there any uh surprises or snubs that really got you I mean, definitely, I would say an overall snub, which I would like not necessarily in any specific categories, but Avatar only getting four surprised me. I really thought it was going to be like technically most of the technical categories obviously wasn't going to get like many above the lines. Right. But like did think that would do a little bit better. I'm very happy to see Miss Harris in Paris, even though that's not a shock, but just like throwing it out there. Um, I do think Fableman's in editing. If you really look at editing, and I know like the editing stat is kind of dead now because Coda won last year without best film editing. But like before that, it was like 50 years other than like Birdman, which had an excuse of Best Picture also getting Best Film Editing nominations. Um, I think that's like very bad for the Fablemans and kind of a telltale sign that maybe that isn't going to do too well. Um, or at least like for best picture. Um, but no, I mean, I overall am pretty like, okay, with a lot of this international features, pretty fun, very happy close got in. I do think there was a world where close missed. Um, and I'm happy that's not true. I like Bardo. I would have been fine with Bardo in this lineup, but I also like all these films. I've not seen Argentina, but the rest I really enjoy. Um, animated feature. I agree. I mean, like all these I'm pretty okay with. The one is documentary feature. I have not seen A House Made of Splinters. I do think there's probably some stronger choices out there than like All the Beauty and the Bloodshed, All That Breathes. Uh, but I'm very happy Fire of Love made it in. Naval Knee is fantastic. So like, I don't know. I'm not shocked by much here. Um, there's things obviously I'd like Babylon to get more nominations, but also like it obviously wasn't going to happen. So I can't really say like, oh, I'm shocked or upset or angry because like it wasn't a thing. Um, but no, I'm like genuinely pretty okay with all these. I'm very interested in how it shakes out. I will say. Um, yeah, for me, like uh, the, the it's not a surprise. Um, not too, not too getting in for RRR. Um, I do think that once again, um, the international film category, you know, going back to it a little bit, is like broken and needs to be fixed. Um, I think two films that deserved a lot more recognition uh, got fucked over in the past couple of years because of it. Uh, most notably like 
Portrait of a Lady on Fire, which I fully believe would have won cinematography, would have, you know, uh, pulled in probably a Best Director nom and, like, really done some amazing stuff, uh, they just get kneecapped, and it's not fair because it's not connected to the art. It's connected to the politics of the country. Um, you know, and uh, to me, I go, okay, if there's never a situation where we're going to nominate like six German films and even like, you know, uh, maybe it's just set up like, okay, each country we vote and it, you know, whichever that one gets in. Um, there's some ways to change it, but I don't think that this situation um, is tenable anymore um, in terms of like, it's really hurting the art and like you know you saw it with the reactions um best song uh overall i think is the weirdest category because there was like you know um some cool stuff that could have been in there's uh, some of this is fine chow pop out missing is great but um this is a life i went and listened to it again and i was like this is going to be so boring on oscar night like it is definitely like leave the theater music. It just is. Um, it's just weird and ethereal. And I don't think it's going to play well. Um, then we have fucking applause from Diane Warren. Like, I'm sorry. Like you got your fake Oscar already. Like, please leave us alone. She's a queen. Um, Let her live. No, <laughs> this woman is a menace. <laughs> Every couple years, I have to every year, to not every couple, every year. <laughs> I have to listen to the worst song I've ever heard, warbled out by the, some no name from a movie we will never discuss again because she has a lot of. Fr- you know what? People are mad about Andrea Rizzo. This is the Andrea Rizzo. <laughs> yes, Andrea Rizzo right now, and the reason she always gets nominated and never wins is because then it moves out of her little category of friends um like and real people start voting and they're like no that's shit and i'm like thank you um i have not listened to this song maybe i'll be really shocked i will not be um i'm very excited for them to put it like in the weirdest spot as they always do it's just like Damn, are you gonna watch one. the movie or I, just the just the movie uh, no song? i'm just gonna <laughs> listen hey, to i'm 100 completing it i'm watching the movie <laughs> If I'm going to watch her breakthrough oh. Christian healing the child who fell through the ice film, I'm going to watch this. <laughs> Diane Warren um, making me watch the Hulu originals every yeah, year. No, I know. that's. <laughs> um, but I think like, uh, you know, and yes, I'm a little salty because I think there, you know, we need numbers um, in terms of like people watching the Oscars and fucking Rihanna and Taylor Swift would have been They don't been like wild. Taylor Swift. Yeah, they hate that woman. <laughs> Wait, oh, why, do you, like, uh, why don't you mention Lady Gaga in that? Re- I think Rihanna, Lady Gaga, and Taylor Swift would have been big. I don't I know. remember who it was. <laughs> um, yeah, Lady Gaga. <laughs> my truth is but, Taylor like, Swift should have gotten for Cats. That's my truth. But... Um, actually, you know what? That song is actually Fox, and so I agree yeah, with you. Yeah, Beautiful Dreams is great. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, side note, and I know this, like, we're going a little over anyway. Um, always weird to me that like huge stars don't just attach like a huge single to like any given movie. Like, why would you not like, I would be throwing that football every single second I could like put me in the credit song. Like, I don't care. Like, 
you know <laughs> it just it's so weird and it well it can't be that hard either to like convince no. like just look at what's award season look at what's like <laughs> like gonna be at venice and be like hey i'll like quickly do a credit song for you and you're in yeah or just you know use a song that like you know any any of these songs nowadays are like you know fit with any category so like just toss it in you know <laughs> Well, yeah, especially now we're at the rise of credit song. I mean, truly any song can be with any film and you'll be great. Yeah. No, it'd be great. It's just like <laughs> Diane um, Warren on I... the phone. Get her to write you a song and you're no. in. <laughs> um, I do love the idea, though, that you could just make the shittiest movie. And if you get her to do a song, you're an Oscar nominated film, um, which is great. And I hope this is the last year that um, she ever makes music. Um, <laughs> it's real bad for me. I hope Diane gets um, in for the next. Th- I hope every year for the next thirty years until she wins. You know, when is the hundredth Oscars? Whatever that one is, she needs to win there, and then that's it. That's the end. <laughs> She's so far close to uh, getting the most losingest uh, Oscars. She's like, she's so sad. Also every year she gets like visibly sadder. Hopefully this year it's better. Now that she has her little like fake Oscar, but like (laughs) really, I hope she wins it. That'd be fun. Um, but I like every year if you watch when they announce it, all their faces, she sits there and like five years ago you go and she's like a little applause. And now she just like looks sad and like just doesn't change. It's really quite depressing. Yeah. But she's, asking for it just don't make music is she actually asking for it though she picks the worst projects to just get paychecks and then the academy her friends vote for her and how do you tell your friends not to vote for you i guess (laughs) i don't know we'll ask andrea i think she did the opposite i think she was very okay with getting nominated Um, i fully believe that she had no like i'm sure she was like yeah do it i guess (laughs) Shout out to My Year of Dicks, I'll say. I don't know what it's about. I know it's a Disney short. Apparently Disney did it. I don't know. No, they did. I guarantee you, I unless, you know, Twitter's lying to me, which is possible. Let me go to the Wikipedia page. It is it's Disney. I don't think it's like on Disney Plus, obviously, but I think like the production company did. I don't know. I'm shout out that one. I enjoyed hearing them say that. Um, um I enjoy you know what? Also shout out like um to uh Allison Williams and Riz Ahmed for like doing like a really good great fast presentation. Um so good. Um you know last year's being like specifically just truly awful. Why um, was it awful, Paul? Listen. <laughs> <laughs> There's reasons why it's awful um and uh (laughs) the the good thing is that that won't happen anymore (laughs) because covid's over and now we're in person not for any other not any other reason at all on why um this was so much better (laughs) when you excuse yourself during the in memoriam part of the show Oh no! <laughs> I was gonna say never in a movie, but did the nominations last year? I hope you know how sometimes they'll play short clips. I hope they play the entire nomination announcement from last year. <laughs> no, just a uh, montage of him fumbling every like easy name. 
Look, I love him. <laughs> He's a king. <laughs> Rest in peace. Was. was not. I would not say his strength in life, and people are allowed not to have strengths in life. I would not say him announcing the Oscar nominations was a strength of his. But that's so valid because I also would do a terrible job. So like valid. <laughs> Well, I think that's pretty much it. Do you have any last thoughts you would like to share about the Oscar nominations for the 95th Academy Awards? Um, yeah. Uh, also really fun this year that the Oscars came out before the guilds. Um, it'll be interesting to see if the guilds follow, but kind of fuck with that. Like, that's cool. Like, um, I hope that we do that more. Like, the Oscars, because they are the, uh, the given, um, I think that's become something that we just, like, use all the info but i think we had a lot of pleasant surprises because the guilds hadn't decided for us um you know um i almost wish that like sag hadn't been before um because that did feel like some of the spoilers although you know it did leave uh riseborough to be the big moment that's true also um, critics choice doesn't matter sorry critics choice doesn't matter everyone keeps using that as a category it's like y'all it has nothing to do with it at all all they like, want to if... feel included you know, know people like to feel like they are really out there doing the oscar season so i <laughs> think we should let them have their moment and do i have every single possible phrase and hashtag around that event muted on my twitter absolutely couldn't tell you anything that happened uh, any of these really <laughs> i can tell you yeah but i think it's valid that they want to feel important so <laughs> you know valid. who else wanted to feel important the golden globes and look what happened to them critics choice well at least they're on streaming maybe the academy Actually, could take less than almost that. all <laughs> almost all of the award ceremonies that aren't like guild related have some sort of like horrible thing happen to them so like i yeah. would just watch out <laughs> well I mean, I think, wasn't there a controversy around Critics' Choice, like, this year? <laughs> I'm pretty sure there was, like, something. No, 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 that was the other one, the Hollywood. Hollywood Critics. Well, mm-hmm. it's, like, the same people. Thinking, literally yeah. the same bodies of people. So I assume something will come out <laughs> soon. And I will love it when film Twitter just explodes and destroys and dies. Um, well, let's go to our <laughs> question. <laughs> right. <laughs> Right, and then we'll be the last one surviving. Um, question: <laughs> We imagine we're the ones who don't get canceled. That would be impressive. Um, it's, I'm literally going to get canceled for the pa- previous five minutes. But go off. <laughs> oh yeah, no, for sure. Um, that, you know, that's something when we talk about awards, we're going to get canceled. But that's okay. Um, our question of the week is a very simple one at this moment, and we've already kind of already answered this. But what do you think is winning Best Picture? So, Paul. Rejog our memory. What do you currently think is winning Best Picture? Are you were you going to pick Banshees or are you going to pick everything? You say your truth and then I'll say mine. Okay, I'm going to say Banshees. Okay, I think Banshees I, wins. I'm going to predict everything ever all at once. I'm going to do it, guys, because either then I'm right or it misses, and I'm okay with I that as long it. as it's not like. <laughs> No, I would be okay with it missing. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, mm. it, I also will just enjoy film Twitter being like, we were robbed. Oh, you know, there's one Twitter account I would love to watch. I would unmute in a hurry. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> let's oh god <laughs> okay where can we find everyone on social media there's only two of us everyone. so paul everyone all of our friends in the room lydia back there <laughs> lydia where are you <laughs> actually do follow the at yeah. lydia tart account it is so funny um but um her one tweet I... about smoking cigarettes in europe would be my yearbook <laughs> quote if i was still in high school incredible <laughs> Um, you can find me everything everywhere all at once on uh Instagram, Twitter, and Letterboxd at Price Like Tag. <laughs> that was cute. You can find Thank me, you. the Banshee's been Sharon, at <laughs> <laughs> uh, on Twitter at VP underscore movie reviews, Letterboxd Carson Tamar. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Clapper Podcast, Letterboxd, uh, YouTube, <laughs> everywhere. We had a podcast exclusive review of Missing this week. We have a YouTube exclusive review of the Ant Man's coming eventually. We have a bunch of fun stuff coming on the podcast so follow us and we'll see you next week for my birthday episode of the hunger games goodbye